Amen. How many believe that? That we are one. That in his name and by his blood, we have unity, right? I love this video. That in the world right now that is polarized, when we put Jesus above all those opinions, when we put Jesus above all of those emotions and all those things, that's when the kingdom work begins, right? When we put Jesus first. So this song is Tremble. Stand with me as we begin to worship. But it says, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus. Jesus. There's so much power in the name of Jesus. We were talking, I think she said 40-something times we'll say Jesus in this song. And there is no other name that can save. There is no other name that unifies us. There's no other name that brings unity like the name of Jesus. And so as we're worshiping this morning, our goal is to bring glory to Jesus. To lift his name above everything else. And so as we focus on him this morning, whatever you brought in with you, whatever's been resting in the back of your mind, we're going to put Jesus before all of that this morning, right? We're going to do that together, and then we're going to move in power, amen? God, we, we thank you that you have come into this place, and that you have unified us by your blood. God, thank you that every single one of us has failed and fallen, but it's your grace that brings us to this place together. God, it's your grace that gives us unity by your spirit. So God, we put everything else aside this morning and we focus on you. God, we know that you're the one that changes things. You're the one that makes the darkness tremble. God, you're the one that disperses fear. God, you're the one that brings light and joy into our lives. And so right now, we put ourselves on the back burner and we focus our eyes on you, Jesus. God, have your way in us. Bring your spirit into our hearts today, God, that we would feel you. We would know that you're here, that it would be real. God, and that people will believe your goodness because of our unity, God. Lord, we love you. Amen.
Amen. He's so good, right? He's so good. You guys can be seated. Well, hey. You're already up here. That's awesome. Grab a mic. Uh, how many of you are excited for Easter this year, just all around? Last year, we had to... Well, you can't cancel Easter. I mean, so that's not the right word. Easter will not be canceled. Easter will not be canceled. This is John Cope. Let's give him a round of applause. He's leading our Easter candy hunt. Good morning, everybody. Um, so we're going to have a little meeting right up here in between first and second service. Um, if you're interested in volunteering, come on up. We'll, we'll meet. We'll talk about um, dates and, and things and, and, and what's going to take place. Um, if you can't volunteer, please donate a little bit of candy. And if you can't donate a little bit of candy, just come out and have fun hunting candy with watching all the kids, the baby farm animals, hay rides, things like that. So we'll see you there. We'll see you up here in between services. Thanks. Hang out here for just one second with me. <laughs> what is it that, uh, that you're asking for volunteers? What are some things that are needed? Um, and do you have to be an expert at anything to do? You do not have to be an expert in anything. All we need you to do is to help um, set up cones, um, Keep little kids from running underneath tractors where the hay wagon rides and, and things like that. Uh, maybe help with the with the small animals, um, just just things like that. Just yeah. just steward and move people around and make sure everybody's happy and having fun. Absolutely. So there's more that that people can do if they've never been a part of it. Yep. You'll you'll show them the way. We'll, we'll show you the way. Awesome. And that's meeting right after this service. Right after this service up here. Awesome. Hey, let's give them a round of applause. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Really appreciate that. I just am really looking forward to uh, Easter this year and um, just really feel like it's going to be a, a good time. I need to make sure that we mention that um, Easter, we've gonna, we're going to have a Good Friday service this year um, where we get to focus and um, really kind of center our hearts on what that really meant um, right before the resurrection and the, the reality of what Jesus went through on yours and my behalf, um, and to bridge that gap um, through his arms on the cross and what that means for salvation and forgiveness and grace spelled out there. And the resurrection uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, will be the celebration of the victory over death and victory over the grave, and that we get to share in that victory and that uh, God has done an amazing work then and does it in our hearts uh, with us. So we also need to mention too that on Easter Sunday, we are um, anticipating uh, a bigger crowd, probably the biggest crowd that we have had uh, for over a year. And so we're asking uh, a couple things from you. Show up early, um, be, a, be a part of the greeting team. And if this is your home, automatically you're a greeter, just so you know. You don't, you don't have to stand at the front door to be a greeter. We want you to all know, I want you to know that this is our greeting core, or team, our family. Welcome everybody that comes in on Easter. And I don't care if Easter is their only Sunday that they come. We're not going to make fun of that. that we're going we're gonna to celebrate that they're in church. And that could be just the beginning of what God does. So no matter where people are, um, let's greet them on Sunday, uh, Easter Sunday specifically. We are, because our church is growing during this time, and this is a a good group for our early service and then our second service attendance to be a little bit bigger than this one how are we going to handle such a large group that i'm anticipating on easter sunday well we have looked at a couple of things one was to actually get a venue um, outside of this facility where we could all be together but the only option that we had to do that that would fit 
all of us coming together in the same space at the same time was uh, the Golden Spike Arena, which fits my personality. I'm down for that. But that was just a little bit too large for us. That seat's 3,000, and we don't want to get lost in all of the seats there. We want to kind of... So we decided we're going to have to make this work, this building. We're going to do three services on Easter Sunday. And um, I'm not going to tell you the times because I know that I'm going to get that wrong. But just be uh, aware that that's coming up, that we're going to do three services. And the first service starts at 8.30. So it's just a little bit early, but a little bit earlier than this. And encourage you to come to the early service. That will help us alleviate some of the pressure that will be happening the following uh, uh, services after that. Sound good? We're just doing the best that we can to reach those who need comfort and need the love of God. Amen? Let's pray as we begin today. God, you are a good God. Help us in our mission to carry out your faithfulness of of telling about your faithfulness and goodness. Thank you for um, this church blessing us with Northview Church, this family, God, that we can come together and worship you and be in unity and of knowing that we don't deserve the grace that you've given us and help us, God, to express our love and gratitude towards you every day. And today is another day to where we can just um, come together and be in unity and worship you. Love you in Jesus' name. Amen. And we do have a business meeting. Thank you for that. Um, We have a business meeting today after... uh, the second service is at 12.15. So we have toasted cheeser that's coming. Have you had toasted cheeser? Yeah, I haven't had it, but it's pretty popular. Uh, last week I mentioned corn dogs. That didn't really get a huge amen out of that one. Um, so I went a different direction, toasted cheeser. And if, yeah, that's what we're going to have. That's going to be parked right outside after this uh, second service. In fact, will you just have my phone with you? Because that's the only contact we have. They get lost. We need to make sure they know how to get here. Um, just be here. And what they'll be out there right after this service. And please, we're encouraging you to stay for the business meeting today. That's at 12.15. So you can go out there, grab your toasted cheeser. It's on every, everybody. It's on your own, your own dime. <laughs> okay. Um, and just go out there, order whatever you want, if that's what you want to do. And then in the youth room, we'll be open for you to hang out while we're having our second service here and have lunch. Just do what you're going to do there and then come on over here at 12.15, and then we'll begin our, our business meeting. Does that sound clear enough? Yeah. All right, whether that you do that or not, up to you. If you are a voting member, you kind of filled out that card. We do ask that you uh, stay for this. This is an important day uh, that we're talking a lot about church stuff, and we need your voice. Last year, we had a hard time. We were making emergency phone calls. Hey, we need you here. We have to have a certain amount of people to officially have this meeting. So please, uh, please stay here uh, to, to do that. Good? All right, you're still tracking with me, which is amazing because that was a lot of uh, information for you. You're doing really well. So let's jump into this today. We are taking a break from Acts, and we're going to go into kind of a vision Sunday that kind of helps kick off and launch this um, business meeting, which I don't really like that term, but that's just what we're going to call it today just for lack of better terms. Vision Sunday um, is just looking towards what God is already doing. You know, sometimes we talk about Vision Sunday and say, okay, how do we create this vision? Where do we, where do we take this from point A to point B? For me, it's kind of saying, God, help us to see what you are already seeing. 
and that we don't have to create something for the future, that God's already done it. We just have to see it. And sometimes that could be difficult, but together, I think with prayer, we just kind of pursue, we open up, uh, we walk up to these doors and wait for God to open them. That's how we've kind of pursued. God is trying to say, God, open the doors for us and close the doors. You know the direction of the church. You're the pastor. You're the leading. Lord God, we just, we're just here to follow you the best that we can. So Vision Sunday today is really uh, us trying to open our eyes to see all that God is doing by looking at the past, present, and, and using what God has done to be able to see what he's doing in the future. Amen? So this comes with that Exodus chapter 3 and Moses. Uh, Moses has, um, he's a leader. He's a visionary. And he led uh, God's people out of slavery. And he did that um, through, boy, he, he did that through his relationship with God, was able to um, have firsthand experience of what they were going through. Because remember Moses, right? Um, he was there with Pharaoh and was trained in, in this. And he kind of saw these people that were being abused and all that sort of stuff. And then he left and fled for his life. And he's in the wilderness for quite a few years. And God speaks to him and he's about ready to go back and to deliver God's people. So he has an inside viewpoint of what's going on so starting with verse one now moses was tending his flock tending the flock of jethro his father-in-law the priest of midian and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and he came to horeb the mountain of god there an angel of the lord appeared to him in uh, uh, flames of fire from within a bush now, we've read this story, we've heard this story, but if we could transport ourselves into this and just realize the amazing story that it really is, that God is, was doing there. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flames of the fire within the bush, and Moses saw, though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over there and see, straight, uh, straight, see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. You can just see that it's just confusing to him. So he's like, oh, I want to figure this out as the angel of the Lord was there with him. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, here I am. If that was a call for us as a response to when God calls us, do we have that same response? Here I am. Almost as willingness, whatever you have for me, whatever you want to say, I am open to what you are going to speak into my life. Whatever it is, God, here I am. You've got my full attention. What does he say? He says, don't come any closer. Take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. And then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And at this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. You can only imagine that sight and the awareness of where he was at. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians, Egyptians to bring them up and out of the land into a good and spacious land and flowing with milk and honey and the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Prezites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. I'm wondering what Moses is thinking. He's like, okay, what do you have to do with me then, Lord? Why am I here? Why are you telling me? Lord, you can just go ahead and do it. 
But God is using this man to accomplish God's will, God's plan, God's strategy through a imperfect human being, mind you. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh. Remember, he was running away from Pharaoh. He wanted to get out of there. He was afraid for his life. Now God's sending him back to a scary place to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. God, are you sure you've got the right person? I know I said, here I am, but you got the wrong guy. Later on, we would say, first of all, I can't speak very well. I'm not articulate. I, 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 I tend to stumble when I talk. I don't have what it takes to be a good leader. I, I can't do what you're asking me to do. And eventually God says, look, I've already chosen you. I've made you exactly how I need you to be. But Moses said to God, who am I? Have you ever asked that question? God, who am I that I am so blessed by you? You ever felt like you're just blessed beyond measure at times in your life? And you think, God, I don't deserve, I don't deserve this. And at the other time, you ever feel that like, God, who am I? I can't be used by you. I, I know me. Do you, have you seen me, God? I, 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 have you seen my life? Have you seen how much I don't know? Do you see how much other people know more than me? God, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. Basically, he's questioning God's calling in his life. And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that is I who have sent you. And when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. He didn't say, this will be a sign to you when you're speaking to Moses that I will speak for you or I will, I will light up some other burning bush. And so they'll, I, I, no, this will be a sign to you that when you accomplish all that I have set out before you, you come back to this place and then this will be the sign. Come back to this mountain after you've done what I've asked you to do. Sometimes we're saying, God, all right, you're calling me to this place, but you need to show me that this is the right direction if you reveal yourself to me in that place that you're asking me to go. And God's saying, look, trust me with what I've given you now that it will carry you through. And then when you come back to worship me, you'll bring other people along with you out of slavery, out of oppression, out of the chains, into a free place. And the next time you come to this place, you're not going to be by yourself. The calling that God has on your life is more than just you taking a journey for yourself. It is to bring others in the journey alongside with you back to a place of worship. An understanding of knowing what it's like to be in slavery, to be in fear, to be oppressed, to be the one who was doing the pain and afflicting upon the Israelites. He ran from that and now is going back to that place. There's a few things in this passage that we can come away with and it all has to be, or all has to do with being good stewards. What God is revealed to Moses and to us. What has God revealed to you? And the vision to see what God sees. And in this, it's an encounter that he has with God. See, we can't really see what God is doing unless we have an encounter with him. We can read scripture, we can know about him, we can, we can do all these things. But until we encounter Christ, until we encounter God for ourselves, 
We're not going to be able to bring somebody else into an encounter if we don't experience it first. God called and appointed Moses. He called him out. And Moses is invited, just like you and I are invited, to become a part of the plan and the vision of God. God could have done this without Moses, no doubt, but he invited him to be a major part in accomplishing what God was going to do to rescue others. Just like he has called you to be a part of God's strategy to influence the lives around you. Generally speaking, I think that most people, including myself, take being the church too lightly. We get used to coming to church. We get used to what church looks like, church structure. But church is really the movement of God inside of you, the calling inside of you, and the calling out of what your design and purpose is in how to influence for God. And we do this best when we are together. And never take that lightly. We need to be reminded of what God is calling us up and out. Has he called you up and out of darkness? He's called us out of that sticky clay. And he's calling us out. 1 Peter 2.9 reminds us, says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into wonderful light. Isn't that amazing? That's, that's a calling that we have together that, that we've been called out of darkness, out of sin, awakened to the, to the glorious light of His light. And all we got to do is share and sing His praises. The church is not the building. Yes, we're in the plans of trying to build something that's a little more permanent in our community so that we can uh, uh, have a greater influence in this community, but it's not about the sheetrock. It's about you and I together, our hearts unified through Christ's blood. And we are all called out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And when we do that, we live in a, with a different purpose, a different perspective. You have a different purpose because you live with a different direction and different plan that is outside of you and your agenda. Ultimately, you live under the rule of Jesus. We surrender that. We say, okay, God, I stand in unity with other believers to be a minister of the gospel, to preach Jesus. That's your calling, to preach Jesus and his love to the world. And at Northview Church, God is calling us to be active in this community, and I'm so thankful for things like the, the community events that we do, whether it's the Easter or it's the movies at the park or whatever it is. And let me just tell you, these things are not just platonic and just events that are just fun. Do you realize that we have more people coming to church after years of doing movies at the park and they have started coming now, years later, because they may not have needed God then, but life comes along and hardships come along and who are they going to turn to? And the people who have never been to church go to an Easter community thing or they go to uh, movies at the park and they say, you know what? I know of a church. And that investment years ago of just saying, hey, this is who we are. We're here when you need us. They, they come in here and they're welcomed by you and they don't feel like a stranger or an outsider. And look, we're all, we all have messed up past 
And God doesn't define that person who comes in here by their messed up past, but he wants to re redefine their future through his love. And it's best expressed through your hands and feet. Physically, the love of Jesus spelled out through you. And so there's this connection with the community and here. Did you know that I had a meeting with the mayor? I called him up and said, hey, well, I want to meet with you because we were at this tent property, you know, and we we're having church. And it was, the, the, the city was getting a few complaints. And so I called the mayor and said, hey, can I meet with you? And I said, hey, look, I want to talk with you. We don't want to be disrupting the, the neighborhood or the city or anything like that. Well, I didn't know, but the mayor, a pleasant view, is also the, uh, the fire chief. And we do our place and fire appreciation every year at the pool. And right there, him and I had a great connection and a relationship that was already built on something that we served the police and fire. And he knew that our church supported our community. And he said, listen, you're, you guys are okay. We know how much you love this community. And that relationship is important to sharing the gospel. We're called up and we're called out and God is waiting for us to share the love of Jesus. There are thousands of people in our community, thousands of people. You know, statistically, how many people need to have an encounter with Jesus, not just know about him? It's huge. There are thousands of people who don't need to be Christians, better Christians. They, they, they need an encounter with Jesus because there's many people who claim to be Christians. We need authentic encounters and of Christ. And you and I, we get the opportunity to, to share what that's like. Love first. Can we just say that? We love first. That's, that's a vision that God has placed before us. He spelled that out in his word. He didn't say, do, for, do first, then I will love you. He said, I'm coming to love you when you don't even love me. Love like Jesus. That's God's heart. That should be our heart. And I'm thankful for you because that is your heart. Love first. Like Moses, we have been invited to be part of God's plan to love first. And he appointed. God has appointed us for this season, for this time. You're a figure, why does God have us together in 2021 at this time? It's not by accident that you're here. We have something that we can do that is groundbreaking, right? Physically, literally, and spiritually. So that's never been done in this community. We are trying to do something. We're breaking through some of these barriers that have never been done before. This is serious, awesome work, awesome responsibility that we get to have. Brand new in this community. Moses had a, a job that was given to him to do. We've got a job to do. And it can only happen when we're together, unified together through Christ's love, what he's demonstrated for you and for me, and to share that. Moses, he kind of hem-hawed a little bit uh, for a while, but then he accepted and God called him and appointed him for a task. There is a clear task ahead of us. And it's not very difficult to see the job that, that's at hand that, that uh, God is calling us to do, to be influencers. And Moses would dedicate the rest of his life to accomplishing that mission. Can we just say, we have dedicated our life to loving God and loving others. That's your life calling. Whether 
It's now or 50 years from now, it's still the same. It's a, this is a lifelong plan. God has called us to do this task well. Moses had a burning bush, but we have the fire of the Holy Spirit burning within us. Lord, give us a burden for this community. Now, there are thousands of people that have not had an encounter with you. Lord, no doubt that your heart is burning for them. Help our hearts to match your heart. That the reason that we're doing this is not for a cool Sunday morning experience, but it is literally that people need the salvation of Jesus. There is such a word that still exists that may not be preached that much, but there is salvation through Jesus. Our vision at Northview is to see what God is wanting to do through us and wanting to do in this community. Do we have that kind of vision? The world is pressuring our church, Northview Church, pressuring us to conform, to change us. Our role is to not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Let's renew our mind by renewing our focus and saying there are people out there who are dying and a mask won't save them. Spiritually, correct? I don't even want to say the mask thing. It's just such a taut word for a while. And we need... I'm not going there. But God cares about the people out there. As much as he cares about you and I in here. God has done everything to ensure that, he, that, his, that people can know him personally. This is a personal relationship. Our number one goal is we want people to know God. And those of you who have gone through growth track, we do this. And it's not just some program. This is, a, this is our heart. And this is going to be a reminder for you. We want people to know God. This is, this is real. We want people to know God. They don't need to hear more sermons about Him. Skip through the radio and hear more cool songs about Him. People need to know how much God loves them. Number two, we want people to be set free. There are people who love God, but they're still holding on to things. Sin has gripped all of us at one point or another, and all of us struggle. We desire God's freedom, have experienced God's freedom, and we want others to experience God's freedom. This is why Jesus came. To set us free from the sin that so easily entangles us. Freedom is a funny word though. But when you've been set free from your sin and your relationship with God has been made right and clean and fresh, it is through the power of his love and his grace and his mercy. And it's nothing that we do, but everything that he does. And this, when we experience this freedom, it causes our feet to dance and we begin to have a new purpose in our life. God wants us to discover our purpose for him, that his purpose is greater than the material. And our purpose actually begins when we take up the cross and we begin to take our lives as his life and we serve God 
and others. We want people to discover their God-given purpose. There is a purpose for each and every single one of you. There are, there's a purpose for the lost sinner that God has for them. But it's more than knowing what you're called to do or supposed to do or your, our giftings. It's knowing what that is and using what we know and applying it to our life. We don't want to just be a hearing church. We want to be a church that says, this is what I know. This is what God's speaking to me. Now, let's put this into action. Let's do this. People of action. It wasn't enough for, for Moses to just hear what God asked him to do, laid out the plan, and said, I will give you this, and here's what you will do. He had to go from that mountain and go down to the hard place and fight battles for other people. Our purpose isn't filled, fulfilled unless it's being lived out. And everyone's purpose is to make a difference for God in someone's life. We are unified believing that God wants that for everyone. This is God's heart, His vision, and it's a big vision, but we serve a big God. Amen? But not that your brother or daughter is not too far gone. That God has said, forget them. God is a big God. And everything we do applies to these four ideas. We want people to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We're called to be the Great Commission. To go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God is with us to accomplish everything that he's asking us to accomplish. We're not doing it by ourselves. Moses wasn't doing it by himself. He said, I will be with you. That's all we need to hear is that God is going to be with us. We're not called to the task of having more programs. We're not called to just build a bigger building we're called to build the kingdom of God and if this building and property helps us to do that we're going to give our best to God we're going to do our best to to ensure that we can live out to the calling and the task of changing people's lives for God influencing Christ lived his life transform, to transform the lives of others. We are his followers. He gave us a great example to be empowered by God. And he is the one who does the work. He's the one that speaks the, to the heart. He is the one that transforms. All we have to do is shout his praises. Who are we? Nobody. Who is he? everything he's calling us up he's calling us out through his power and not our efforts he has empowered you to be his witness to the world around us and it's through his power that the lives of those in this community will be drawn to him through the love of his people they will know that we're his disciples 
by our love. God provided for Moses. He will provide for us, no doubt. His promise is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Matthew 6, which is a verse that we're going to be hovering over for the next year. Matthew 6, that if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things shall be added unto you. I want to be effective for God. And I know that you do too. But effective does not just mean big or more. It means being effective. I just want to be used by God. We do. I know you do. That the word of God comes alive in people's hearts and minds. And he is the one that provides the miracle. You and I have been given a very unique opportunity this time in this place to make a lasting difference in the lives of others and families. And when we get into heaven, we're going to meet people and we're going to say, I never knew you. You're like, that's right. But what you did influenced my son or you influenced my dad. And that goes on for generations. One person at a time. We can all be effective in all that we do for him if we just praise the one who loved us first. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. We have got a lot of vision ahead of us. It's bigger than us. It's a, it's a God-sized vision, something that would, honestly is kind of scary, and that's exactly where I like to live. If we had it figured out, then it wouldn't be faith at all. We're operating in things that are just bigger than us. That's where we need to be. We don't have all of the answers, but I want you to know that if we join together and don't give up and to be patient, God will provide the miracle that we're asking for, and he already has. Amen? So, will you do at least one of these three things to help us accomplish this vision that God has set before us? Number one, we need to be unified in prayer. Number one, and that's something we can all do. I'm asking that we pray for this church. We pray for each other, our church family, our influence, and those people who will, who will come and find rest and peace with God. You see the empty chair that's beside you? One day, that's going to be filled with someone who is struggling with life itself and is going to be sitting in that seat and they're going to hear a message or they're going to they're going to sing a worship song there's going to be a connection with god but how much more powerful if we begin to do that work now and start praying for those empty seats now before they come here if you come to church and you see an empty seat that's your seat that you're praying for pray that god will bless us that god would provide for us that god will use us. Let me just tell you, as we, our influence grows, so does the target on our back. There's been a lot of attacks the last year for us. A lot of churches, but a lot of attacks over marriages and relationships and things like that. Don't be afraid that when we start doing groundbreaking work, that we're going to be under serious attack. We need to be praying for unity. We'll only be able to accomplish what we can accomplish, what God wants us to do, if we're unified. If we ever become divided, we are not going to be able to stand. 
This community needs us to be in unity. Pray for that. Number two, will you consider serving in the ministries here at church? I'll tell you, there's always opportunity to serve, especially in kids' church. (laughs) And this is a huge impact to families. One of our number one goals is to minister to families. We have people who are able to come to church and be ministered to, and they're almost broken, and they just have little ones, and they come here, and they're able to rest and hear the Word of God and worship. And we may think of nursery as just watching babies. It's not. You're ministering to someone in here who wouldn't be able to have an experience or connection with God if their one-year-old was running around them the whole time. You see what I'm saying? Every part of what we're doing here is serving and ministering to people. Consider where you could serve. And number three, we consider partnering with us financially by taking an all-in card on your seat there fill that out that has helped us can i just say thank you for those of you who have committed to that you're going to see how god has provided through your giving this year in 2020 and that god is still we are still able to accomplish what god is doing wants us to do because of your faithfulness and commitment and i just want to extend that again if you can put a pledge there it, i'm not talking about a dollar amount. I'm talking about being unified together in this goal to reach this community. And I, I'm so thankful for the miracles that God has done through our finances so that we can be closer than ever to make a more permanent and increasing influence in this community. The building costs, I'll just tell you, they're bigger than us, but God's going to do a miracle. And if we each just take one or all three of these actions, God's going to move us from here to there quick. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added unto you. God's about to do something very, very, very big. And I believe that. Do you believe that? In the lives of this community. Let's stand together. There's a lot of work to do. There's a lot of work that will be done. There's a lot of work to do. And I'm thankful that I have such a wonderful family that we can do this together. And we're not alone. Now God's Spirit is with us. And even in this crazy time, people can find comfort and peace in the message we preach. We just all be in agreement in unity. And we're going to just pray for God's blessings for the future of this church. Let's do that together. Use us, O God. Thank you for transforming our lives. Use our voice. Use a smile. Use a greeting. In any way, capacity, God, as we serve others, we thank you that you first loved us. Keep our hearts and our minds centered on you. You are our number one goal. pursue you God thank you that you've called us up and you've called us out bless Northview Church in the next year two the years coming up basically you'll continue to unify us build stronger relationships connect us and help us to welcome 
every person that walks through the doors there. Help us to be ministers of the gospel that you have called us to be. Bless us in Jesus' name, we say together. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, we do have, did, did we find out if the truck is back there? John, are we good with the truck back there? Yes, we are. Fantastic. So you do have the truck that's out there. Um, and please stay for the business meeting. The youth room will be open for our tables and chairs. Toasted cheese are at the back. Thank you. Thank you.